back and fuck over. Hey, Husky fans, it's UW and Evie back with another episode of Pick and Roll. Uh, we did miss a week, we did miss an episode last week, so we're sorry about that. Um, so if you're not aware, the Huskies went 0-4 the past two weekends. <laughs> we are shaking our head. Um, lost to Utah, 60, uh, 80, 83 to 65. Lost to Colorado, 80 to 57. Those were pretty bad. <laughs> Two ranked teams, yes, but still pretty bad. Um, next weekend against Stanford was pretty exciting game. That that was probably the only not embarrassing game of the week or of the two weeks. It was an overtime loss, uh, sixty three to fifty nine, and then the, the team went on to lose to Cal by two points, fifty nine to fifty seven. That one probably hurt the most because. Like we've discussed before, they have no business losing to Cal, and we've lost we lost to Cal twice. So there you have it. Um, yeah, Leah. What what are, I mean? What do you want to add? Just preliminary. Mm. Before we, we have a lot to talk about here. We have things we need to yeah. address about what we think the team needs to do from here and out. But anyways, what what, what do you want to? Uh, well, I, I first want to apologize for the negativity that I'm going to bring to the show. Um, I will say that. I am not embarrassed about losing to Colorado and Utah. Those are excellent teams. They're well coached. They're very talented. However, the way in which we lost, um, having one post player continues to bite us because those are both really talented post teams. And so if Delea gets in foul trouble, which she did at least in one of those games, I believe both teams shot upwards of 65% from inside the key or like, sorry, from inside three. And a lot of it was inside the paint. And that's, I just feel like that's not showing pride in, in the defense of your home court. I, I don't think it's ever acceptable, no matter who you have in your gym to lose a basketball game by 25 points, especially when you consider that Stanford you know, two, three years removed from the national championship came, comes into heck ed and loses by four, or sorry, wins by four in overtime. So we know they're capable. And Stanford's a place, uh, place. Stanford's a team that has a lot of depth at post. Mm -hmm. We know they're capable. And it's almost like, from my perspective as a fan, did, did we just mail it in against the mountain schools? I don't know. But to me, the egregious crime, as Evie said before in the opening of the show, is listening to California. There is simply no excuse for that. Washington, I think, with the exception of maybe one position, is probably more talented than California. Uh, certainly, I feel like our coaching staff is more talented. And to lose to them twice, one of them on their home on our home court, is just simply unacceptable. Uh, having the game tied at 50 and having Cal essentially out tough the Huskies on the Huskies home court is painful to watch because when you are trying to rebuild a team, the first thing you need to do in your building blocks is win your winnable games. And consistently the Huskies have not done that. Now that said, when we were going into this stretch of five straight games against ranked opponents, UCLA, USC, Colorado, Utah, Stanford, I did not think the Huskies were going to going to win any one of them. We won one of those, but I also kind of expected the Huskies would beat Cal. And frankly, 
it's it to me there's just there's no excuse for that they should never lose to cal at least not right now so um yeah i, I don't i don't really know what to make of it other than i'm just very disappointed and I, ex I i expected a lot more and it feels like the huskies have taken a giant step backwards this year yeah so <clears throat> excuse me okay let's let's just let's just talk about this now <laughs> so i know that a lot of not just, it's not just us, a lot of people have probably noticed who watch this team that a big problem that we have is just size and physicality. Because almost all of these teams that we've played against, we get knocked around, we, we can't, you know what I'm talking about. Like even, it's not only height, height, like all the other teams have us there too, but like even just with like, physicality like Colorado their guards were knocking us around too they just every team seems to be playing with the more like they're just really they're they're very very physical and we're just not and I think that it's okay not to be it really is but um I, I think that they need to something needs to change in the way that they're playing and this may not be not everyone may agree with me on this take, but since we just don't have that aspect to our team, we don't have, you You mentioned before, we, the only post player we have is Delia Daniels pretty much. And even she like gets outmatched. We don't have any post players and we're not going to have that, you know, unless until next year, maybe. So I think that what we do have is a lot of players that can shoot the ball and can do it pretty consistently when we, you know, when they're hot. So instead of trying to like do what they're doing, or it seems like they're doing, they, they go down the court, they try to set up, they run sets, and then they give the other team time to, you know, clamp down on them. And then mm -hmm. by the time that happens and they get out physical outmatched, it's like they throw the ball out and then they desperately shoot like in, with five <laughs> seconds left in the shot clock. It's like, they should probably just, start shooting earlier and like does that make sense I like completely agree and I mean like just to add on to what you're saying one of the things that my boyfriend can attest to that just drew, drew made me scream at my iPad in which I was watching it was having a really good um for the most part like offensive possession either scoring or like you know getting a good offensive possession and not scoring and having a long rebound result in a transition three and that happened more times than I care to say in a game that you lose by two having that happen multiple times that should not happen because that's an effort play mm -hmm. like I, that is not a okay well we don't have a post player no no it's not that it's like a, what's going on with the team that we're letting that happen consistently it is really difficult to watch and it makes me think that like the morale of the team is perhaps off because we're just, they, it seems like any team that comes in to play the Huskies is going to get well, whatever's wrong with their team is going to get fixed by playing Washington. And as a fan, that's very difficult to swallow because we know that they're better than how they're playing, mm -hmm. but it, it is what it is. Like we're not, we're not playing well. It seems like we're missing a couple of two really important pieces to the team's overall flow and as a fan, it's really hard to watch. Yeah. 
the reason why I was saying that just I I don't know what they should even do at this point because like I'm saying they're not they're not going to physically outmatch anyone like with, with like literal giants on their team sorry but they're not so I don't know at this point it's like what do you have to lose like just start start tapping into like what you do have but you know yeah I mean mercifully we're we're going into a stretch where we're not playing any of the like upper upper echelon of the Pac-12 so we're playing at the Arizona schools frankly I think we'll be lucky to win one of them if they win two great mazel tov Mm -hmm. I'm not expecting that then they come home and they play the Oregon schools they should beat the Ducks the Ducks are in an even worse way than the Huskies are but one thing we know about the Huskies this year is teams that are not playing well tend to get right against Washington. So I don't know. I honestly have no idea what to expect right now. Yeah. The team that I feel like maybe the coaching staff did the team a disservice by front loading the schedule with a whole bunch of really easy teams to start the season, because what's happening now is that I feel like the team has lost confidence in itself and maybe they don't believe that they're capable of beating teams that they're absolutely capable of beating right now. The Huskies are what I would say three to four games behind what I would have expected. I would have expected a sweep against Cal and a win against ASU. And that the difference in that is like right now, Washington is what we are. We're 13 and 10. Okay. If we, we could be 16 and seven. That's a huge difference just by beating the teams that we should beat. And so like you go into a weekend like this and it's like, if we're 16 and seven about to play the Arizona schools on the road, potentially getting two more wins, we're going to be 18 and seven. Then we can maybe 18 and eight, 19 and eight. That's what the difference is. Is like, you just beat the teams that you're capable of beating. And you're possibly going to like line yourself up for going into the tournament. And if you can steal one to two games against the upper echelon teams, yeah, you're positioning yourself really well. But like, that's, that's the difficulty of what I see of just like, we're so capable of just winning these games and they're not doing it. Mm-hmm. What they've won, they beat Arizona. Uh, they beat Washington state on the road, which now looks like a miracle, but it was also at a time when Washington was riding the high of feeling like they were incredibly capable. And now they have nothing really to like, except for that win at at USC, which they followed it up by losing by 50 combined at home to the mountain schools. I, yeah, it's really difficult. I mean, they're, they're completely capable of beating Arizona and Arizona state. And what do we know about those games? Like, I actually feel like they, sometimes they play better against teams that are better. Like they played, they played really two and a half, three solid quarters against UCLA on the road, mm-hmm. beat USC. They darn near beat Stanford on, um, in, I mean, like they had played a very close game against Stanford in Maples and they had a very good game against Stanford to heck ed. So I think maybe be more scared of the Huskies facing <laughs> bad teams because they, they're kind of like a yo-yo. Like mm-hmm. bad team, we play bad. Good team, might we might play good, or we might play against like we did against Colorado. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's that's exactly it. How do you almost beat Stanford and then 
play like shit against Cal. Like, I, I, I have no good answers for that because I feel like there's no good excuse for how we played against Cal. I just don't, I, I mean, especially given that, like, you don't like the way that tasted going down against Stanford, knowing that you exactly. were probably good enough to play. What better way to get that taste out of your mouth than to take it out, take it out against the Bears? And they didn't do it. Well, who you already lost to, too, and you shouldn't yeah. have. Yeah, well, you shouldn't have lost to knows that your chance to avenge that loss, and they didn't do it. Yeah, it, you know what? It's like, no. Okay, because you were spot on about. The, and I, I'm pretty sure you have mentioned this before, and you, you called it, too. I remember we, we were talking about, um, this was, I think, before they played Louisville. Mm. And you were talking about how, oh, well, this early season schedule may be, may do them a disservice because, you know, they, they don't, we don't really know, they don't really know how they're going to do against better teams. And I think that was probably the first time we saw, you know, oh, like, I mean, it wasn't overall, like, it wasn't a bad game mm. Louisville is a very good team but that was the first time we saw like oh like there might there might be some issues going forward um yeah. and yeah I, I I'm gonna be honest I I was gonna bring up something else and I kind of just forgot what I was gonna say happens to me all the time <laughs> ultimately I think that this coaching staff knows what they have to do in the offseason and that's and I know we've got we've got a really uh, good German forward coming in. She's six foot four. She's really long and lanky. Mm-hmm. And as much as I think that that's a great idea, that's much more of a big guard than a post player. What we need is somebody who's going to be able to post up on the low block and not be able to be moved. Not somebody who's like a ginormous human being, but just somebody who it's like, you can muscle that girl around a little bit. She's not going to fall down. That's what we need. We need one, two players like that. I'm talking like Colorado has Aaronette Von Ley, six foot three and a solid human being. Mm-hmm. Way Miller is kind of like that too. Yeah, that, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, Alyssa Peely at Utah, who's yeah. like one, she's not very tall, mm-hmm. but she is a solid human being. You are not going to set a screen on her and knock her over you're probably going to get knocked over. That's the kind of player we need a couple of those. And mm-hmm. we need the kids to get upset about what's happened the last couple of weeks and have some pride in playing on their home court. We have two more games on our home court. Senior night's going to be against you, uh, Oregon, I think. Um, so we need – the way they're playing right now, uh, I'm disappointed because I, I did expect the Huskies to to fight for – sixth place fifth place and that's not close it's not going to happen yeah just I mean like unless unless they win out (laughs) which would mean they'd beat Arizona Arizona State Oregon State who's like number 15 now Oregon and then go on the road and beat Utah and Colorado that that would be great that is not going to happen so um yeah, I mean they'll be they'll be lucky to get into the WNIT. They'll need a they'll need a winning record to do that, mm-hmm. and that would be really good experience for them to make it into the WNIT. But they need a winning record to do that, so that would mean they have six games left. They're three games over five hundred right now. They probably need to win two to three times. That's totally doable if they win their rentable games. If they beat Arizona, Arizona State, and Oregon, that would make them sixteen and thirteen going into the Pac-12 tournament so 
this is kind of disappointing because we were talking a couple weeks ago about how they could even make the NCAA tournament if they kept winning but yep now we're talking about they may not even win or sorry they might not even make it into the NIWNIT is what you're saying yeah I mean you have to have a winning record to make it into WNIT Mm -hmm. and uh right now the way things look I I don't know I'm just I really feel like we have a lot of really good pieces to this puzzle, but we need you need to be able to have probably three post players, four great, and not all of them need to score, but you need to be able to have some people in there who can play adequate defense. Like last year, Emma Grothaus, if she scored five to six points a game, that was fantastic because she wasn't like it wasn't like that was her role. Her role was to really. Um, support Darcy and just be in there to like to do some defense yeah. because she was a very good defender she was very adequate but we don't have that anymore if Lay is like if she's in foul trouble and we're playing a team that has a really good post player uh, it's lights out probably mm-hmm. so um, we should be able to beat both of the Arizona schools but I don't want to be too negative, but I am not holding out hope for that at all. Well, why why would you? Exactly. Yeah, there's a an old podcast that's now defunct that their opening tagline for their podcast is a husky podcast. Like we always lose to Cal. Every year we always we don't. This is a football podcast. We don't always lose to Cal. But like the whole point of it is like it's embarrassing to lose to that team. Yeah. I'm not saying I'd rather lose to Washington State, but I feel like Wazoo cares more about athletics than Cal does. And so it's embarrassing. Yeah, I almost would rather lose to Wazoo. I know that sounds bad, but at least know. you know they're always going to be, they probably do care more about athletics and they're always going to be playing us hard. So. Well, to be fair, they care more about Washington losing than their own team winning, but that's, that's just their true. Yeah. That's <laughs> but anyway, um, around the Pac-12 this weekend, um, UCLA is heading, UCLA and USC are heading to Oregon mm-hmm. this weekend. Um, UCLA is at Oregon State on um, on Friday. Oregon State is number 11 right now. They're 20 and three, all of a sudden. So um, kind of feel like UCLA is number nine. They're 19 and four. Kind of feel like if Lauren Betts plays in that game, UCLA wins in a squeaker. If she doesn't, Oregon State wins by 10. Um, And then Utah hosts Colorado. That could be a really good game. Utah is number 22. They're 18 and seven. Colorado is number eight. They're 20 and four. Um, and then Sunday, um, Oregon State will host USC. I feel like Oregon State is probably the – I'm sure they're really a very good defensive team. I haven't seen a whole lot of them this year. They're, they tend to be a very good defense team. And USC is a one-trick pony with um, Juju Watkins, who scored like 51 points against Stanford two weeks ago. Crazy. Um, but I th- – 
think that Oregon State that gets technically an upset because USC is number 10. I think US, sorry, I think Oregon State will win by 10. I, I don't think that'll be particularly close in the end. But generally, like, like around the Pac-12, um, obviously the Washingtons are going to go to the Arizona schools. I already said the Mountain schools are playing each other. Um, Cal and Stanford are playing each other. Um, only once. Like Colorado is playing Utah once and Colorado Stanford's playing um, Cal once. Um, so most of the biggest games are going to be US, USC and UCLA at Oregon State. And so Oregon State's going to have a big weekend in terms of like people packing the arena at Gill. Um, that'll be fun. Good basketball, future tournament teams, really exciting. And um, hopefully at least one upset there. Although I'm not sure what kind of an upset a nine or a 10 versus an 11 is, but still right. really good. Yeah. So are we are we kind of are we basically in agreement that we're not expecting a win this weekend for you? I would ex- I would I would be thrilled if they won two. I'm not gonna say I'd be happy with one because I think that they should win two. Yeah. But if they win one, it's probably gonna be Arizona because Arizona is basically holding tryouts for their team. They've just had been decimated by injuries. And if we don't win that, yeah, like that unfortunately. That the Arizona the Arizona win, that was a close one too, if I remember right. Yes, that was a game that we were up ahead by more than ten. Yeah, in the third quarter, and then Arizona took the lead in the fourth quarter, very briefly. And the Huskies had that beautiful pat, uh, sorry, press breaking play, uh, sideline to sideline, end to end, to win the game, which never should have had to happen, but we did. We won by two. Um, and then Arizona State, who was previously winless in conference, came into Hecate two days later and absolutely pants the Huskies in their on their own gym. So that was another game like why like they really had no business losing. Nope. Nope. So they, they shouldn't lose either of those games, but if I had to pick them to lose one game, it's probably gonna be the same ones that they lost. Sorry, the same ones that they went won and lost at Heck Ed, which is win win against Arizona, win a loss at Arizona State. That's what my yeah. I mean, I'll I'll say the same thing. I I I I don't I don't know which. I'm not gonna pick a team. I'm just gonna say they're gonna go one and one. Yeah, I've tried to reverse psychology with this team, and it hasn't worked. So. <laughs> yeah. no. I'm just going to go pure realism like I typically do and hopefully that works but who knows I'm I'm hopeful but I also feel like I worry that the team has quit not like not people are leaving the team but like they're just emotionally done it's really difficult and if they've emotionally quit the season I really hope that's not the case because it's really it's not like there's nothing to play for I know that's a great day but it's it's actually true because you can make this a million times worse than it already is, or you can make it a lot better. So could not I agree hope more. that's not the case. Um because it can be a million times worse. And I really hope that doesn't happen, but I agree. And there's always lessons to learn in these kinds of things. But um one thing that I feel like I'd like to see less of in this uh in this series that I'm on the road is fewer shot clock violations from the Huskies um fewer transition threes allowed um competitive rebounding 
trying to work the ball into lay and like take what the defense gives us. Yeah. That's not be stagnant on offense. That is very frustrating to watch. So I'd like, those are the things that I'm looking for improvements on. That's what I was saying earlier. I can't, I can't anymore with the shot clock violations. Like it, it happens like so often where they just are trying to run a play and then it doesn't work. And then they have to throw the ball out and there's literally like less than five seconds. In the clock. Yeah. And I feel and by that point, it's, it's really hard for anybody to get a, sh- like pull a shot. Off. I, I agree. And like, what we're doing is putting pressure on girls like Chloe and mm-hmm. Lauren and um, Hannah and L because it's usually yeah. he the three. And I mean, like, not that they're really like, you know, stat chasing, but like, especially Chloe, cause Chloe's a freshman. Mm-hmm. She's most of her shots I've looked have come with like less than three seconds on the shot clock. And they're all threes. That is not setting her up for success. She needs to, be put in a position where it's like, okay, this is like right in the flow of your offense. You're going to be able to get a really good shot at the ball or shot on the hoop. And you know, if you don't, if you don't make it no big deal, but you're, you're going to get another one. But like most of her shots are like desperation threes and that is not confidence building at all. And so that probably has something to do with the fact that the team isn't playing well because they're not being put in positions to succeed. And it's difficult to watch as fans. Yeah. Um, I agree. And I think that's enough to (laughs) think about. (laughs) So anyways, yeah. Hoping for one win this weekend. And Leo, do you have anything else you want to add before we wrap up? No, not really. Just that it's a good conference and there should be some really good games in Corvallis this weekend. And um, as much as I've been disappointed are completely capable of winning these games in the state of Arizona. I'm hopeful that they will because um, I know that they're capable of it. And I think that, that would be a real shot in the arm for their confidence that they were able to pull those out. So I hope they do. And I, I, I never want them to, I'm never rooting for them to fail ever. It's just really frustrating to watch when I know that they're not playing the way that I feel like their talent could play. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hopeful that we're, we're going to see, the best parts of the Huskies in the state of Arizona this weekend. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. It, this is Evie and Leah with Pick and Roll and Go Dogs. Go Dogs, beat the state of Arizona.